Blog Talk Radio. Coming at you live is the standing eight count, and it starts now. Before the first round, I make a back down. I'm coming for the ground, and no, we don't back down. I beat the track down, screaming like the crowd's gonna react. Wow, pound for pound, I'm the best in the game, man, hands down. The way I stand out, ain't looking for a handout. I'm undisputed, gassed up, and never ran out. I'm underrated, undefeated, and look to branch out. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back at you live, episode number 16. Standing eight count, I'm excited. Boxing talk as always. Liza, sitting in with me as always. How are we doing tonight, good sir? Oh man, I'm doing good. It was a it was a fun little uh, fun little weekend for fights. Yeah, so, I, I realized the ones you were talking about were the FS uh, the the Fox fights. Yeah, and I'm still kind of I'm watching the I've kind of watched the other two, but I didn't make it to the Josecito Lopez uh, Cruz fight. But I'm kind of peeking in on that and watching it right now and it's a decent fight i mean i don't Josito lopez is kind of like that guy that's been in with some guys and cruises the prospect and i don't know it's a decent fight so so it'll be interesting uh, this don't... weekend <laughs> so we'll, we'll have a you know we'll, we'll break those down a little bit later here as elijah's checking those out I forgot to watch the Fox and ESPN fights. That's my bad. I goofed that up. Thankfully, Elijah just watched something else aside from the HBO because that's all I checked out. But we will be talking the the awesome Danny Jacobs versus uh, Maze Sueski fight and the Jarrell Big Baby Miller versus Johan Duhapas fights that HBO Duhapes. put out. Duhapas mesh. I realize I didn't spell Miller with an I. Uh, I I got some I got some choice words for both fights that I'm a little little interested to see what Elijah thought about the two fights. So obviously we'll be breaking those down here middle of the show here. Uh, coming up near the end of the show, we got a couple things to talk about. We previewing next week's Gennady Golovkin Van uh, Venice Marta Rosen fight. Uh, there's there's a good uh, ESPN card Friday night with Ryan Garcia on the show as well. Also we'll be talking. The whole Deontay Wilder, Shelly Finkel, Al Heyman, Anthony Joshua, Eddie Hearn debacle uh, talks with, you know, what's going down with the offer that was made to the the Eddie Hearn camp. Is it a fair one? Should this be the right way to do it? We're going to talk all that and more. Obviously, we'll break down just the rest of what's going on. Uh, Callouts from other people upcoming fights that we'd like to see that are being talked about just kind of the the general general week that was in boxing last the, the over the last seven days kind of just just the news and rumors if you will um not not a huge week that that it was but there's enough to talk about that's pretty entertaining some Keith Thurman news as well that uh classy move I'll, I'll give him so I'm, I'm intrigued to see what Elijah thinks as well about that uh you know, going forward, but it, but it'll be fun. It'll be fun. We got some good stuff on that. Uh, also, here coming up in about five six minutes here, we have Vishon Owens coming to the show. He was on that PBC on FS1 show back on April thirteenth. We're going to talk to him, just kind of get his feelings on things. I'm intrigued to see what he has to say about wrestling or wrestling. See, that's already on my head about fighting a, a video game character. 
Um, yeah. Because <laughs> that'll be an interesting one. Uh, in but yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, it's that's that's not an understatement when you say that, by the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. that's <laughs> not an understatement. So we got some fun stuff to talk about as well. Uh, we're going to get you real quick on our first break here. Um, I don't. I, yep, they're not going to work. We're going to have to. We're going with the backup plan. We're going with some pop culturist commercials tonight. We'll see where those take us. <laughs> I hope it's not trap music again. But uh, real quick, Alex Mello needs to fill everybody in about the good guys over at FML Solutions. They are almost patent fully taken care of. Uh, you guys have been amazing helping us out with our sponsor. So give it a listen. We'll be right back talking some boxing. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative deer stand. Missing out on an awesome show sucks. SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? Yes! We got you covered. Yes! From WWE, yes! New Japan, yes! Ring of Honor, yes! Impact, Lucha yes! Underground, yes! All Japan, and yes! more. We're talking yes! the highs and lows in pro yes! wrestling. Heck, yes! we're even giving you people yes! from the Okadas and Omega. We're even yes! talking the Bone Soldiers and yes! Enzo Amoris. No! Sorry, no! Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Is evil. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Okay, I'm gonna get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susie. Ryan is going to love this hat. Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil, and I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Eight Count Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing Eight Count Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. 
Alexa? Call Ashley. Yeah, it's about time you call that girl. No, no, no. He just talked to that girl two hours ago. You got to let love marinate. Put love in that bag to marinate. Love gonna be in that bag like mm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What? And then after it marinades, no, no. you're gonna pull it out. Jamie, who's Alexa? Say it. Say it, Jamie. You Alexa. That's right. I'm Alexa. Thanks, guys. But I'll take it from here. Ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to Randall. Randall, if you're listening, that's the EC3s from the, from the <laughs> Impact. Uh, apparently that commercial didn't have any music, so I was like, you know, we're going to improvise. Trouble, 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 trouble. <laughs> that's for the Sammy Callahan's of the world. <laughs> Hexagon Juniors. Oh, man, that was hilarious. I was dying. By the way, uh, Avengers is pretty good, so when you go see it, just uh, just figure out let go you know. Go see it. <laughs> Check it out. Go see it. <laughs> um, let's uh, while, while we're uh, while we're just kind of killing on some time here, um, one thing that we we did find. Oh, here we go. Perfect timing. Let's see, our our guest looks like our guest is lined up. Bashan, is that you? Yeah, that's me. Hey, how hey, we doing, sir? How are you guys doing? We are doing great, man. Just talking some boxing, staying up late, even though we got to work in the morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we appreciate you coming on tonight, man. It's, it's it, We've been wanting to talk to you for a while because, you know, we felt that your fight was like one of the funnest fights on the card. You know, we've kind of been name dropping you a little bit on the show so <laughs> we're we're probably really appreciate it <laughs> hey you are the first uh human being i've ever had i've ever seen fight a, a character from the video game shadow of the colossus uh in real life <laughs> that, is, that was one of the most mind-boggling things i've ever seen and and it was it was incredible watching it, man. You got more heart than any human being I think I've ever seen in front of my own two eyes. <laughs> I really appreciate that. I really man, do. That dude's nickname should be the Anomaly. Because, I mean, literally. <laughs> he yeah. just, I'm, I'm kind of rewatching the fight right now, and he just, it doesn't look right. He, like, I feel like I'm... Looking at a skinny, like, heavyweight right now. You know, that's not the first time I heard that. <laughs> People was like, that dude, that guy should have been, like, a, a definitely a heavyweight. He's what a, do you think? He's he, even tall for for normal heavyweights as well. Yeah, what What do you think he came in, weighing in at uh, when you fought him? Like, do you have a guess, or do you have any idea what you think he might have rehydrated uh, to? Honestly... I think the guy was pretty big. I mean, frame-wise, he he, he kind of looked at the same, but, like, just when we were, like, you know, in the whole wrestling match and in the tussle and stuff, he had a little more strength than what I expected. I, I kind of think he was 65, 
maybe close to 170. But I don't that think is... he was too too dramatically big. I mean, I've heard some 154 pounders way bigger than that, surprisingly. But yeah, I mean, for his size, that will probably be normal. Yeah, true. So why don't you uh, do a favor for our fans and our listeners and just kind of tell uh, tell them about yourself, who you are, what uh, what gym you fight out of, and just you know kind of tell them about yourself. Well, of course, my name is Vishal Owens. <laughs> nine and uh, one, nine knockouts. I've uh, been introduced to the sport of boxing through my father, uh, it, it was pretty much like, uh, you know, I was getting into a lot of trouble and stuff. And he was like, hey, all of this fighting, you might as well just make some money, you know, you might as well make some money doing it. And I was like, uh, started when I was probably like 13. Started when I was 13. Uh, I didn't really take it serious until I was 17. So when I was 17, that was when I got my first, you know, competition, my first actual bout. As an okay. And um, I went straight in, like, far as amateur boxing, I went straight in, like, with the Wolves. Um, I had no shortcuts. Like, I can't even remember, like, my first amateur fight. It was a guy that was, he had, like, ten fights. And I won. <laughs> and, and then, like, my fourth, fifth amateur fought, I fought, like, Guys like Robert Brent, I fought Manny Contreras. I fought a guy that was number one in, in uh, from Canada, and from that I learned so much. And I've came on the, I got on the USA team really short in like four or five years. Uh, I fought for the team. I was ranked number two for like a couple of years. Um, had a really good had a really good experience as an amateur. Had like. 15 to 20 amateur fights without headgear, so the transition into pro was kind of, it was like fighting without headgear as an amateur, it made it a lot more easier as a pro. Yeah. So that's the, that's why the, the pro transition was pretty smooth for me, and of course the all the knockouts. So um, that's pretty much like how it went for me. You know, I've been fighting with Oh, oh, of course. In the gym, I fight out of the circle of discipline. I've been fighting with the circle of discipline since I was probably like 18 or 17. Okay. Best best group of people ever. There's I don't call them coaches. I call them family. Like they're 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 like blood. To me. So uh, yeah, they're like they're like you know those guys made boxing so just. It means so much to me that, like, I literally moved a block away from the gym just so I could, you know, so I could focus on my passion of the sport and everything. Wow. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it seems circle of discipline, I mean, people just gush over them for good reason. I mean, we had Jamal on here, and he was talking about how you guys are all family and takes a village, you know, like everybody is always willing to help everybody out and you guys just have a really right. tight knit group. You have a really tight knit group there. You know, a lot of guys that are there don't leave like when they turn pro. And mm-hmm. another thing too I think is that they uh 
they're not out to just make boxers. They're out to make like good good people, and not only exactly. Be, and I feel like sometimes they might they want you to be a better person first before you know you're a better boxer. So I like that, mm-hmm. and I feel like mm-hmm. you guys are doing a lot for the community and stuff. So thank you, thank you. Yes. One thing I notice about your personality is that you are always smiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like just, yeah. Just from the little the the few times I've met you and the little bit I've known you for, you always like seem to be smiling. Like are you are you the type of guy in the gym that is you know, always smiling or looking for positives when people are maybe not wanting to work as hard or having kind of a bad day and they're like don't want to be at the gym? Are you the guy that's like picking people up and smiling and laughing and joking around and stuff and kind of keeping the morale up around there? You know, that's actually a good question. You know, you know, that's, that's actually real funny because I'm the complete opposite when I'm in the gym. Like, um, I was like, if, if I help out like the amateurs or whatever, if I'm giving out anybody's help or advice, I'm really hard on everybody. I'm hard on everybody. Um, I tell them like I don't. I don't give nobody no shortcuts or anything. Like if I'm if you asking for my help, I'm gonna treat you like how I treat myself. <laughs> so like it's it's com- <laughs> it's a completely different ball game when it's in the gym. I'm real quiet. Uh, don't talk to me. <laughs> I'm learning right now. <laughs> I mean, every every once in a while, I you know, yeah, I laugh and I and I, and I play around or whatever. Cause you know, I love kids and it's and there's a bunch of kids in there. But yeah. when it's when it's fight time, like, don't look at me, don't say nothing <laughs> to me, just stay away from me. <laughs> this is, I, I, it's a completely, it's like I'm a whole different person when I'm in the gym. Man, I'm a I don't completely know how different I could, person when I'm in the gym. I don't know how I could turn that on and off. I mean that. That's, yeah. That would be, that would be tough. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's why he's the professional. That's why he's the professional. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So what? Um, being that you just you know fought recently, um, what what's what's next for you? Like what what are you going to? When do you plan on fighting again? And do you have anything like in the works? Or are you back in the gym yet? Or you know, just what's going on with that? I want a rematch, honestly. Yeah, but I know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but honestly, um, um, I'm. I want as as badly as I want to. I really want to get back in the gym. I really want to fight again. It's like the I'm. I'm gonna just be completely honest with you guys. I'm not really so concerned about the fight right now like you know I know a lot of people when they first lose they I don't know they kind of like fall off or get into a depression they're not themselves anymore it's it's not even that to me right now because it's it's a, it's a lot of stuff that's been going on right now so I'm trying to get everything situated here first then I can get back into the, the fight game but mm-hmm. as far as the fight when I think about the fight it doesn't make me upset or anything. It just makes me mad. I like I'm so ready to get back in the gym and just and just beat the hell out of the next. Sorry, fucker. To beat the heck out of the next person that I that I fight. <laughs> like that's that's just me. Like 
the the best the greats take losses. And yeah. it's not how you lose, it's how you bounce back. And it's like I'm not beat, I'm not hurt, I'm not upset, I'm just ready, I'm just more motivated and more ready to go. You know, yeah. it's like I'm angry. <laughs> so I like come on, let me get back in here. <laughs> but I have to wait. I have to wait. And then when all of this is over with, get back in there. Like I it's like that loss gave me more fuel. It, I didn't lose. I learned from that fight. Yeah. I learned from and, it. You know, I mean, you're you're going in against a guy who has a major size advantage. I mean, you can't discount that. And when someone like that has that big of a size advantage, it can be really hard to kind of get around them and get past and, their reach. And and I felt yeah. like you were getting inside. I felt like you were getting inside somewhat. It's just maybe he was a little stronger than. You got then then we and, all might have thought. Get that shit. and honestly, like I don't wanna really make any excuses. I don't wanna take nothing from the from the kid. You know, he's a very respectful kid, really nice guy. You know, very humble. You know, we talked after the fight. But I wasn't really there at the fight. You know, uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys heard or whatever, but uh, the commentators were speaking about like you know I had a I had a family loss, and there was a funeral that I couldn't attend to because it was because I had to be at the weigh-ins and stuff, and then my uh, mind just wasn't my mind just wasn't there at all. I yeah, just, I Jamal, wasn't there. Jamal had mentioned something about like you were probably maybe about seventy percent, or you just. Something was going on in your life. I didn't really want to press him on it because I don't, you know, I don't feel like it's my place to really ask why or whatever. So there was mention mm-hmm. of that, and we obviously were covering the fight, so we didn't really hear what the commentators had to say. So, but oh. you know, sorry for your loss, man. Like mm-hmm. to go out and to go out and fight, that's got to be, it's got to be tough, man, with all that on your mind. Yeah, man. <laughs> they uh, a lot of them is is pretty like upset with me because I kept it a secret. I didn't really tell nobody until after the fight. Okay. You know, because, cause like, I, of course, come on. PBC, Minneapolis. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like down the street from the venue. <laughs> like, I, I was like, you know, this is Bright probably lights. the only... Right. This is probably going to be the only opportunity I ever get this chance. I'm like, I'm going to just take it. And like yeah, I said, I don't regret it. I don't regret it. Honestly, I the 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 way that the, I performed, I was like crap. I thought I was like how everybody's treating me. I thought I was like they treat me like I won the fight. You know, is like you can't, you can never doubt yourself with the amazing fans in Minnesota. Like the the, the Minnesota crowd is just so amazing. They're they're so uplifting. You know, and 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 just having. A support system like like these guys here, I could have I could go like I could lose like a hundred times and and still be ready for my next one. Man, that 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 is something else. I I don't know, man. I I'm with you on that. I don't. I would be so hard to skip out on this fight. I mean, all your friends that you've been kind of going up through the amateurs with, 
all your friends who you've been mm-hmm. training with, all the guys that you've kind of known in Minnesota, all the fans that were going to be there to support you, and it's and it's nationally televised. Like that would be that would be something that you I'd probably have to. I would probably have to die myself to skip out on it, even if I wasn't at 100%, just because it would have been like in a culmination of dreams, you know. And how can you, yeah. how can you, how can you let that, how can you let that slide by? Yeah. And yeah. my opinion with the fight is, I like, I felt like a lot of people were talking about your heart, you know, and what you have a lot of, but I think you're, I think you're you know, a much more talented fighter than just having a bunch of heart. Like, I, yeah. think you're, I think you're a guy that has good feet, very good hand speed, and you can move around and you put your punches together and you have power. I just, I don't, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, like, that guy just, I don't know what happened. I think he just was able to withstand the early heat. And, but, but I think, I think yeah. people should be talking he about you. He has an amazing chin. That dude has a crazy chin. You did land. You did land some big punches. You were hitting him with some big punches, and I just think maybe he just was able to withstand the storm, and 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 that was that. But I think people should be talking also about your talent versus just you having a heart. You know what I mean? So and and that's the and that's the the thing there. So if I do ever get the opportunity. Which I will be at a hundred percent. They're they're going to be surprised when they actually see how my my skill level. It's like I didn't you know I didn't get this far off of just pure heart. Yeah. You know, so it, they're going to they're going it's going to be real shocking when they see exactly like how I am when I'm like mentally and physically there. So I'm just. All I'm waiting on is the call. I'm just waiting on the call. And I will be ready this time. Hopefully you can fight back in Minnesota, man, again, so we can, like, so we can cover it. <laughs> Cause, Heck, I wanted to be back there again. Cause this, is like, this has been the funnest uh, for doing all of our stuff. This has been, like, some of the funnest times we've had is being able to cover all these events and getting to know all these different local people. And, yeah, man, it's... It's been great, and it, it's the first time that I can say I've ever covered a fight where I saw Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy in a match. <laughs> like, that's, like that's not something you see every day. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's just you know. I, I wanted I wanted to ask you here who who are some of the guys that you've kind of modeled yourself after, or not even not even per se modeled, but that you've kind of you know take notes and write down and okay, I like that this guy did this or. Oh, that's nice that how oh, oh, that guy's moving around the ring, cutting off corners. Honestly, uh, I know exactly. Yep, I know exactly what you mean. Um, bef- okay, so I actually got got two separate ones. So before I came to the circle, before I came to the circle, I followed Tyson, Sugar Ray Robertson, Sam and Sam. Oh, uh, Sam Langford. Uh, and that's pretty much it. But the minute that I came to the circle, the people I idolized and just watched over and mimicked, it was Celso Ramirez, Alex Gomez, and um, of course Jamal James. If you if you guys like kind of notice it, I kind of like 
a mixture of all three and a few other guys that's in the gym. Those three guys, oh, oh, of course, and Jonathan Perez. You can't forget about Jonathan Perez. Them guys what helped me make my style of what it is today. Those four guys. That's awesome to hear that you're you're using, you know, local talent to help enhance what you're doing. Because, you know, as, as Elijah mentioned, that the, the village aspect, that, that's 100% proof that, you know, the proof's in the pudding. This is a, a conglomerate of, of fighters that are, are building everybody up. It's, it's not something you hear every day. I, I love hearing that. Hey, those guys kick my butt every day. I have to learn something. <laughs> <laughs> like all these butt whoopings, I'm gonna get something out of it. Where were you? Uh, where were you? Where were you at before you? Uh, before you got to the circle of discipline? Where, where, uh, was, uh, what gyms? Were... I was pretty much all over, but I, I was with. Uh, I was with um, Forest Lake Boxing. My coach was oh, wow. uh, Jock. Well, well, actually, we kind of like I lived in Minneapolis. We just drove all the way out there. Yeah, I was gonna say, holy man, that's a that's a long yeah. like forty-five <laughs> drive. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, I live so, pretty yeah. far out too. I live in Owatonna. Yeah. So not, it's like an hour south, so I know the drive, but. But yeah, that's that's good that you found your way to the circle of discipline. How did you find your way there? Like, what what made you decide to go there after being my, at a, other places? My coach sent me there. He he told okay. me to go there. Nice. You know, he, yeah. he sent me there, and we 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 still stay in contact or whatever. And I and I always you know I always thank him for. It. You wouldn't you wouldn't hear so many you know too many coaches actually sending. One of their, one of their you know best fighters to another gym. No, you know, that's that's unheard of. Yeah, and you know that that just gives him so much respect. You know, so many people respect him for doing that. Well, maybe he felt that you would get you know more more for your level of talent going there yeah. versus what he could give you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, so, um, sure. so going. no, I do. You, do you? Uh, what do you have anything else, Ryan? That you would like oh, to I was, ask? Or? I just, I just, I'm, I'm just listening. I'm absorbing it, man. I love listening and talking about boxing. I mean, it's that's that's why we do this. You know what I mean? Like this is just, it's just, it's awesome. Uh, you know, I, I do, I do. I just want to pick your brain on one thing before we wrap up here. What's your thoughts on this this whole debacle that we have? kind of been screwed out of next Saturday with the Gennady Golovkin Canelo Alvarez not happening. Oh my gosh. Dude, I don't I can't even talk about it. <laughs> Do you like that broke my heart. It did. Cuz I'm not just a fighter. I'm a huge boxing fan. I'm like a nerd when it comes down to boxing. Like I'm a huge fan. And when I found out about that whole little meat, tainted meat thingy, I was like, that is about the most dumbest. Like, dude, are you serious? Like, really, Canelo? It is. It hurts. And he's, and he's fighting uh, 
I can't pronounce that guy's name. Uh, Vane's Marty Rosen? Are you talking about on Saturday? Right. Yeah. Out of all the people, him. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they, they talked about uh, Billy Joe Saunders already has a fight. Danny Jacobs wanted it, but it was too late with his fight that happened to, yesterday. You know, Charlo said he would step in. There, there was a couple of these guys that were going to step in that, I mean, it would have been even worse. But, I mean, Marta Rosen, he was a 2014 U.S. Olympian. I, I think he's got, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's not Sergey Derevyanchenko, who a lot of us wanted to see, but I don't know. I guess, I guess for me, as somebody who's staring at Gennady Golovkin on my wall right now, I, I'm excited to see another Triple G knockout. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I mean, Michael Sullivan You're just gonna watch a little guy. Get, you're just gonna see somebody get destroyed in like under four rounds. So pretty much, I hope, I hope the undercard is really good. <laughs> you know, cause of, I'm sorry, like just out of all the people, him. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not knocking him. I'm not knocking him, but. Where did he even come from? Like, he hasn't fought in, like, what? He had a, what, what, probably two years? His last fight, I think, was against Laura. Was it Laura? His last fight? I know he's uh, been with Laura. But let's see yeah. here. See, he's I been think his last fight guys. with Laura. He's been in with some I mean, good guys. Like, he just hasn't been super active. And yeah. he's, like, kind of lost. Yeah, his last fight was Laura. I mean, he, he, uh, Beat uh, Ishe Smith, lost to Jermel Charlo, beat Willie Nelson. Which was a good fight. That was a good yeah. fight. Yeah. He lost to Andrade. Um, he actually had a draw with Lara. Like, that was the second fight with Lara. There was a, actually, no. yeah, there, he um, he had a draw the first time he fought Lara, and then he lost the second time. But, yeah, his last fight was – so, I mean, he's been like a – he's been a guy who's been in with a bunch of good fighters. He's just – he's not – he's not beating the good fighters. <laughs> no, he's not on triple. That's he's the not problem is he's level. losing to Lara and Andrade and, and Charlo. That's that's the only. I'm just saying, at least Triple G's not fighting Jaime uh, Mungaya, who's actually I now fighting Saddam Ali. So, but yeah, no, I, I it sucks for boxing. I'm disappointed about it. Yeah, I'm glad, he, yeah. I'm glad he's fighting though because, you know, getting his age where he's at right now, he kind of needs to at least just kind of be in the ring and get some work in. And, you know, if he had to not fight until Canelo can fight again, that would be a pretty long layoff for him. So, Yeah, is honestly, like, I also think, like, it's it's kind of also a win-win for Canelo as well. And, 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 and hear me on this. The reason why I say this is because Triple G isn't getting any younger. Nope. And his last few fights hasn't been the best. The the longer and longer they wait, it's like Triple G, I mean, Canelo chances is just going to get better. Hmm. And Ryan, was I, am yep. I onto something, Ryan? Uh, potentially. <laughs> where I, where, I guess we're going to visit about 15 different uh Conspiracy theories that <laughs> I was just on the show a few weeks ago saying like I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist. I don't want to be that guy, but maybe Canelo's trying to push this out further. <laughs> like i well, yeah. look, I'm gonna say this to be fair. Canelo's a guy who's always demanded the highest 
highest testing, and he's never failed anything until this. And, you know, I'm going to – I still stick to my guns. I'm a Golovkin guy, but if I'm Canelo, I'm kicking at the front door of my nutritionist going, what the hell are you doing? Like, you're being yeah. paid to feed me, and you've caught – now, mind you, he had the surgery. I get that. Maybe, you know, maybe, oh, coincidentally, he had his surgery – you know, so now he can rehab until September. But I just, as much as it sucks, and I and I do agree, there's a lot of a lot of conspiracy theories and thoughts. It's one of those things where I feel like Canelo Canelo is in the De La Hoya realm that he was with with Bob Arum, where he wants the guys. His camp just won't let him do it. And mm-hmm. at some point, say you don't fight for two years, and Canelo beats him. Then how many people are going to go, well, you didn't fight him when you should have fought him. It's the same thing with Floyd and Manny. You didn't fight him when you guys were in each other's prime. You know, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just, that's the long haul. That's the one problem with boxing is there's so many governments. We're, we're seeing it right now with, with Wilder and Joshua. You know, Eddie Hearn talks his way out of, uh, can't talk his way out of a paper bag with half the stuff he's saying. And who knows if we're going to get this fight. Yeah, exactly. That's like that's really one of the biggest fights I want to see. But I think they're gonna just Floyd and Pacquiao that fight too. Just you know, it was too long. It was too late. And the worst thing can possibly happen. One of them may actually lose, and then now it's just gonna be. It's not gonna be interesting anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and we, saw, we saw Joseph Parker and Luis Ortiz put it to both of those guys. They did not exactly. have. <laughs> you know, like it's not. It's not like it's not like them. They're making it seem like those guys are just unbeatable. But like those last two fights, I mean, the last fight those two guys had, those were like nail biters. Like those were actually good fights. Yeah. And and it's like you know what are you guys waiting on? Yeah, I, you know, I what's mean, the wait? With Eddie Hearn. Eddie Hearn supposedly offering Wilder twenty percent of the purse after Joshua Parker got thirty three percent. He's he's downgraded Wilder by thirteen percent. I mean that just yeah, something doesn't that's ridiculous. It's, it's bad. If I'm Wilder, I'm, if I'm if I'm Wilder, I'm not taking that little money. And then also Eddie Hearn said that he would he would pay him like a twelve million guaranteed, but like that's it. Like no, Wilder. If I'm Wilder, I'm like I don't like. I want this fight to happen, but I'm not going to be paid way under my value, you know. So I think this is a lot of this has to do with Eddie Hearn. Just same, same. I I think so as well. Hey, I not not to keep ranting too much here and keeping you so late, but uh, we shot another guy that's coming up and fighting uh, two weeks from now. What's your thoughts on Vasil Lomachenko? <sighs> He's in Matrix. <laughs> that guy is the that guy is the Matrix. I love that guy. I've, I've actually been watching him since the amateurs. Like his that guy's performance. Like every fight his performance. He's just he he's not even knocking guys out. He's making them quit. I wish I could just make people quit. <laughs> like I knock people out, but I want somebody to say no. I don't want to fight anymore. <laughs> like man, and he's and he's doing it with like top level fighters, top oh level God. fighters. He's like Nick that fight with uh, Walters. 
he had his hands down in front of one of the biggest punchers in that weight class. He made yeah. Walters look terrible, and Walters is like an elite fighter, and he just he made elite Walters look fighter. Yeah, he made Walters look normal. Like, and I saw this guy having a giant axe across the ring from me. I would do the, the dude from Friday, and no, and I would leave. Like, no, that and I mean, and when when Rigondeaux quit. And they, when they're interviewing him and he says, I should change my name to Nomatschenko, that's solidified. Yeah. I'm like, this dude, you know, like, this dude is so dope. I, we, we, uh, myself and Elijah got a buddy that was, he was just getting into boxing. He came with me to Vegas for the first Ford Kovalev. And he had never seen Lomachenko. And we're watching the Lomachenko-Sosa fight. And when he, like, did a reverse uppercut-type down punch to punch his hands away, only to come back up with the same hand and do an uppercut, I've never mm-hmm. seen something face like just look stunned like they saw a car crash. And he's like, "Did he just punch his hands?" Like, ladies and gentlemen, this is still <laughs> enjoy. I'm gonna walk away and let you just sit. You know. <laughs> so, so I just. Sean. I just oh, down. sorry. Yeah. So, um. Thanks for coming on tonight, man. It was a pleasure. We definitely want to have you on more in the future, you know, to talk about your upcoming fights or even, you know, just call in and say what's up, you know, talk some boxing. So Thank you. you go, Thank you. Before we let you go, do you have, you know, anything that you want to plug, like your Twitter, like Facebook, um, any kind of, like, organizations that you're working with, like the team that you have behind you? Like, do you have – Anything you want to plug, plug away, you know, promote yourself, um, let us know where we can find you yeah, at. Yeah, uh, just follow, well, yeah, follow me on uh, Facebook, Vishon Owens, Twitter, I mean, not Twitter, uh, Instagram, VSOP Owens. Um, of course, follow the circleofdiscipline.org. We have our own website. Um, and just one more thing. When yeah. I step in the ring, it's it's gonna be ugly. Yeah, it's be real yes. ugly. And we're gonna Man, we're hopefully gonna be there. I hope you get to wrestle that big ass super villain. <laughs> Not wrestle, fight. Sorry, we, I got I got oh, I got Japanese God. wrestling on my laptop for for a wrestling radio show tomorrow that I'm trying to watch. So wrestling's implanted, but I'm man. Like Sebastian like, Slenderman Fondura. Oh my god. It was dude, that I saw you hit that dude and he he looked and said, What the hell just hit me? And it you just kept coming, man. I know I know we're not you know, we don't wanna play up the the heart card, but I do gotta give you that credit even though it might be old and broken, because watching you continue to fight until that, that ended, I know you're gonna be back because that's not most, most people would have walked away and and just put their head down, and you've been on here for half an hour laughing with us. And that's, that's, you know, that's kind of a champion to me. That's a guy. Thank going, you. Well, Thank you so that much. That was something that wasn't a, a real life situation. I was playing punch out, you know, with the up punches like Lil Mac. That wasn't, you're, you know, I can't wait to see what's next. I think it's going to be better and, and more amazing. And I, I mean, that was that was my favorite fight of the night because of that. I cannot wait to see you in the ring again, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I really do.
All right, Bishan. Thank you, man. Have a great night. Thank you. You guys, too. Appreciate it. Sean Owens, ladies and gentlemen, coming on talking some boxing with us, getting into a little bit of Lomachenko from two weeks out, talking to Golovkin Canelo, debacle, Wilder, Joshua, debacle. Ugh, boxing. So fun. Uh, we're going to hit you yeah. with a quick break. Uh, come back. We're going to talk about the HBO cards and I would Elijah talk about the other stuff that he watched because I didn't see it. So this will be the Elijah review slash I saw HBO. Uh, I don't know if that's a good name for a segment, but I will think of a better one when we come back right after this. Most people <clears throat> would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, Baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, so the sound radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio TuneIn, and more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com. Mail letters. Ship packages. All the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com today. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Style Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint's Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out The Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, search bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Tune in and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over the safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, list. Who can play at this game? What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No. But if you actually wanted boba, it's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe words, Barbara. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's, uh, that's like the only other music is that, is that I had. Shield, is that the Shield or Roman Reigns music? The same thing. It doesn't sound like it's... I know. I just what a what a what a dumb like Aaron. Everybody else was able to break off from the from the shield and like totally change their gimmicks and their gear and their outfits and 
Roman Reigns is essentially still in the shield. <laughs> um, before we get into these this HBO show, uh, something very interesting that when I realized after reading this, uh, I kind of gave a sigh and I'm a little butt hurt about the situation. Uh-oh. But uh, Daniel Jacobs promoter thinks that the IBF are going to strip uh, Gennady Golovkin soon and leave the belt vacant for Sergey Sergey and Shanko to fight Jacobs. It says what? Golovkin's, Golovkin's promoter Tom Loeffler might have made a mistake in choosing to use Marta Rosian as a replacement opponent for Canelo instead of agreeing to let Derevianchenko fight Gennady on May 5th. This move by Team Golovkin will likely cost him the IBF title because the sanctioning body has now mandated that Triple G must fight Derevianchenko no later than August 3rd. Um, that date won't work for Golovkin because it's too close to the September 15th date for his rematch with Canelo. That's a big money fight. It's important that it take place on the Mexican Independence holiday so that they can take advantage of the many boxing fans celebrating during this time. Uh, uh, then this is where it came out when we get to the promoter. Uh, from the promoter and Danny Jacobs, Elijah. Uh, Golovkin should have agreed to fight his IBF mandatory challenger, Drevianchenko. Uh, that would have gave him plenty of time to rest up before his rematch with Canelo. By not taking the fight against Drevianchenko, Golovkin is seen as ducking him, and he's either going to be stripped of his title anyway, or he'll be positioned where he won't have enough time to recover from the fight time to face Canelo in September. Drevianchenko would have been a risky fight for Golovkin if he fights the way he did against Canelo last September, and his fight with Danny last March. Golovkin looked like he was afraid to pull the trigger on shots, and that could be him age... Or that could be Adrian second-guessing himself too much. If it's aged, then Golovkin would have had a hard time beating Derevianchenko, and he might have lost. Uh, do you agree with any of that? I don't buy it. Um, do you know who Danny Jacobs' promoter is? Um, who is who is his promoter? Eddie Hearn. That's what I thought. Uh, I, just wanted you, I just wanted you to say his name. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that Triple G didn't fight Derevianchenko, but, but I don't. I don't think. I think these guys are kind of going a little overboard with, with the whole like him being like ducking Derevianchenko and him possibly losing to Derevianchenko if he fought like he did against Canelo because. In reality, he like beat Canelo pretty by yeah. a, a fair margin. You and know, nothing against I do. Chenko, Canelo, you know, Derevian Canelo isn't Derevianchenko, or you know, however no. you look at it, it's a much there's fight. You have to fight that way. And Jacobs isn't Derevianchenko either. Like I think those guys are both way above Derevianchenko. So like, so, so I think it's just it's Eddie Hearn being Eddie Hearn again. I, mean, I know, but but. I don't want him around fighters I like, I've decided. <laughs> and he's already brainwashing Joshua, it feels like. And I don't I don't want Danny Jacobs in this <sighs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I get it. I like, just, I'm just I, thinking I, about Danny, Jac- Danny, Danny Jacobs is one of my favorite guys. I'm thinking about my autograph Jacob's Club. Like, do I take it off the shelf? <laughs> you can give it to me because he's one of my favorites. 
You're like, I'll take it. I'm like, I'll take it. I st- I'll still like him, Eddie Hearn or no Eddie Hearn, just because. No, I know. He's an awesome fighter, and he's got a great story. And man, have you ever seen a guy in Danny Jacobs who has as much defensive ability as he has that just says "fuck it" and lets his hands go and just doesn't seem to care about defense at times, even though at other times, like he looks like a a very like top level defensive fighter. Have you ever? I've, I haven't seen a guy who has the ability to to do that, not care and not like and like not not go all out. I mean, I think sometimes that guy just likes to fight. Yeah, yeah. I, I he's not afraid to get hit, and I think that's a good thing that not a lot of people have. Yeah. Um, with it, you know, and we we could even start there. Danny Jacobs took on uh, Maze Sileski. This was a hell of a good fight. Oh, such a good fight! Uh, I like. I was tremendous. I I I say uh, Suleski to me came in there and left the same way that Sergey Lipinier left against uh, Mikey Garcia. Um, I I oh, gave agreed. Suleski four rounds. I gave him four of the eight. You know, one of the judges had it seven five, and I don't think that's egregious at all. Um, no, I had a seven five actually too. So. Yeah, and, and, you know it's another one of those things where you know maybe Jacob's style can get him in a little bit of trouble with the scorecards, um, but I also think that Suleski is was that talented. He came oh, out and definitely. worked so well. I mean, and and you could see Jacobs after his over was like. Hey man, kudos to you because I don't think any was anyone was expecting it, and that's another another niche to HBO for pulling out another guy that um you know really came up and stepped up to the plate because I did not have high hopes for the I thought Jacobs was going to pound on this dude and I'm you know after I gave after I gave uh, Suleski the first round I'm going huh I'm going to give Jacobs number two but that was pretty close. Maybe this dude is oh, a bitch. <laughs> no, definitely. Like he, uh, he, he was. He had good hand speed. He had good movement. He looked like he knew how to box. Like he was smart. Like there was a reason why he was undefeated. And I, I didn't really know too much about him. I watched a little bit of like a little bit of stuff on him. I know that he beat. Um, who's that dude? That Charlo. He beat. Uh, he knocked out Hugh Centeno, I believe. And there are some other like decent guys that he that that he's beat um, I'm going to pull it up quick I just I haven't seen anyone named Masij or whatever his name is for so long remember that old basketball player like Masij Lampy Oh Maje Lamp uh, Lampe Yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, that's what I immediately thought of when I when I saw Maje Suleski I'm like Maje Lampe <laughs> So He's on the so, all, I mean, let's uh, see here. all time team. So he he's been in there with Col- Jack Colke, who he beat. Um, he beat knocked out Hugh Centeno. Uh, he knocked out uh, Prosca. Um, That's a nice one. He knocked out uh, he knocked out Derek Finley, who's like a been known to be like a really tough like journeyman guy who has kind of given some prospects like issues, and he TKO'd him so. I mean, he's 
he's been in there with some decent competition, and a lot of people probably just didn't really know much about him like me. So they figured, like, he was going to come in and get steamrolled, and he looked the part. Like, I think, I think he's put himself in position to, you know, be one of the top, like, five guys or so in the, in the division going forward. Yeah, so he, he did um, nothing. He did nothing but help his up. stock. Yeah, so, you're right. I mean, it's, he has nothing to be ashamed of on this fight. He uh, he he put a hell of a performance, man. I hats off to him. Um, he he gets oh, it's Kota Bushi. Uh, just just a tremendous fight, though. And you know, like you said, though, with Danny Jacobs with the way he fights, you know, kudos to him for doing what he did in that ring. It was. It was incredible watching him fight. Um, there was no back down whatsoever. And yeah, when he five. got going, I mean, he got going. Yeah. Round five, the ending of round five was amazing. When they just both started just like winging <laughs> shots at each other. <laughs> Jacob's hit him with like three or four. And he's like pounding like, come on. Like, I mean... Man, once once Jacobs got going and once he was able to counter a lot of uh, Suleski's punches, I mean, he was hitting him with some some big punches, and I'm, I'm surprised yeah. that Suleski was able to take them like coming up. I mean, obviously the knockdown, which was ridiculous, like a ridiculous counter, like counter right hand, like obviously he didn't take that one, but I mean, he was taking some big punches and Dan Jacobs was hitting him to the head. Bomb that he threw. Like, that yeah, was a he was, bomb on that counter. Yeah, and he was hitting them to the head. He was hitting them, to the, he was hitting them with, like, major body shots. I think Danny Jacobs probably would have won the fight a little more easily if he wouldn't have abandoned his jab and fought, like, a little more defensively. But sometimes that's just how Danny Jacobs is. He just, like I said, he gets in the, gets in the mode and he just wants to fight, and he wants to go for the knockout. So... Yeah, you know, amazing fight. Thing, that's one thing too. I've I've noticed with Danny Jacobs is, you know, some of these fights he doesn't get the knockout, and I think people look too hard into it and they don't look at the performance he actually put out. Because you know, I'm yeah. looking at my scorecard, and I had I had Suleski up uh, four three going into the eighth round. I had him winning the fight, and then I had uh, I had Jacobs just clean out the end of it. I know the, the 10th and 11th round were kind of back and forth. Um, I still went Jacobs. I know Harold Edelman went Suleski, you know, which is fine because there were two really good rounds. And then obviously yeah. the 10-8 and the 12th. But, you know, I thought he turned it up at the end and won in the big match situations. He gets the victory. Obviously, he calls out Golubkin. He wants his rematch. He'll fight whatever. But he also says, where are you at, Charlo? He wanted to fight Charlo. Um is that the most likely fight, him versus Charlo? Or do you think he should go in there if they strip Triple G and, and fight uh, Drevianchenko for that, that vacant title? I think he's probably going to go after the title, if that's the case, just so he has one. But the the funnest fight would probably be to see him and Charlo fight because they don't like each other. There's a, there's a video of them two on YouTube, I can't remember what big fight it was, but they got into it and almost got into an altercation and Charles was calling him a bitch and stuff. And, or so one of Charles boys was like, started calling him a hoe or a bitch or something. And Danny Jacobs was like, wait a minute. And then they got like, almost started 
But um, I like I said, I would love to see him and Charlo go at it. But I think if I'm Jacobs, I'm going after a title. So I think I'm going to go after Derevianchenko first, and then probably Charlo after that. Do you think a guy like Derevianchenko right now is kind of just eating this up? Like, you know, in the midst of all these fights that are being made and people calling each other out, people need to realize that I'm I'm no pushover. And I could go in there with any of these guys and potentially win the fight. I mean, is this is this something Derevianchenko's camp has to be loving, that he's just kind of floating under the radar and all this, where he could come out and strike with a bang and beat any of these guys? Oh, I mean, definitely, of course. I mean, you see what uh, Seleski did against mm-hmm. Jacobs. No one, like, not a lot of people know about Derevianchenko, so he's probably flying under the radar, and he definitely could, you know, be a guy to... Like, kind of like screw things up and upset some people in the division. So, yeah, I I'm thinking I'm thinking his camp is uh excited about the opportunities that are going to be ahead for him. I feel like he's a lot more dangerous than people are are really giving him to. You know, it's it's kind of like when um oh, I had somebody in my head that I was thinking of that was kind of just hanging around and then he finally gets a shot and then just started lighten people up and nobody expected it. I, I had something in my head and I can't remember. It's, it's, so, you know, it is what it is. It's not important, but I feel like Drevianchenko before this year is over is somehow going to make his, his name felt. And it may be at the expense of one of those, one of those four big guys that we talked about. Um, speaking of big guys, Elijah, Jerome Big Baby Miller comes in 304 pounds and after I talked a lot of trash uh, after his last fight, holy hell was this an entertaining fight. Oh, man. Uh, he he looked great. And he looked more, to me, he looked more solid this fight. I, I Obviously, he weighed more, but he he didn't look like a big fat guy. Like, he looked like... A big. <laughs> he like, didn't look like he looked, he looked, No, he looked like a big athletic dude. Like, I thought I thought Spice Adams was out there boxing for a second. <laughs> and Cream Bigums. Cream When he was talking to Kellerman too, he was he looked like he could still go a little bit. Yeah. Uh, he, he, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying he had a lot. He still had a lot left in the tank at the end of the fight. Like he looked like he was in tremendous shape, and with like all the moving around and all, he threw like 800 punches that fight. That's unheard <laughs> of. Heavyweights don't do that. You know he um, he in the same aspect as we just said with Derevianchenko, this is another guy that as we, you know as we talked with Vishon. This is why Wilder and Joshua need to happen because this is another guy now who, yes, he didn't knock out Duhapas, but Duhapas knows, you know, he walked out of that ring knowing he was in a fight. And Big Baby, you know, he's he's calling out Joshua. Eddie Hearn's got to be thinking to himself, hey, maybe we should be taking this money because Wilder just had problems with Ortiz. You know, my guy just had not as much, but he had he had some problems with Parker. This dude might be a little bit of an issue if he's going to be throwing eight hundred punches. Well, and the, the thing is, he 
doesn't he doesn't fight like your typical heavyweight when he's in shape. Like he moves he moves he moves all over the place and he throws like combinations and he has very fast hands, he's very athletic. I mean and he, he moves he has good head movement and stuff. I mean this this guy looked looked tremendous. I like I w- I would want to see him tested against Parker just to kind of see where like you know or Ortiz just yeah. to kind of see where he's at within like those like four guys because I I feel like Wilder or uh, Joshua Wilder Ortiz and Parker are like the four best heavyweights and then you have guys like Dillian White and Jarrell Miller who are like just kind of right like right on the outside so, you know, I would like to see maybe Miller fight like one of those like one of those guys and kind of see where he's at if he's like really the real deal or not. But he looked he looked tremendous last uh, Saturday night. So, yeah, and and I mean he had said I've never gone twelve rounds before. It sure didn't show. Yeah, <laughs> you know he's throwing featherweight punch numbers. You know I felt yeah. like I was watching Leo Santa Cruz. With with this output, yeah. Um, Johan Duhapis, kudos to him. He stood in there, did the best he could. Um, I I scored the I'm fight. Surprised he lasted. I, I there, go there were times where I was there were times where I was thinking that Duhapis was like going to be done for, but he like weathered the storm somehow. I I went one eighteen one ten. I had a ten to two uh, for Big Baby. I think I had uh do I think I had let's see here. I'm trying to I'm trying to find my score. I know I, I think I only gave Duhapis yeah, I had one at eighteen, one oh nine. I gave Duhapis like one round, I believe. So Did you did you have a ten eight in there? Oh one you you probably had it one nineteen, one oh nine. Yeah, one nineteen, one oh nine, sorry. Eleven eleven to one. No, no, but that's I mean that's that's just where you know what I'm saying. Like I, I gave I gave Duhapis the eleventh on a courtesy round, <laughs> you know. So like I, I gave Duhapis the twelve. Same thing. I gave Duhapis the twelve round. Yeah, but I, had I mean one, the, one, two, I gave him the seventh and the eleventh. Okay. But in, and I think the only reason I gave him the seventh was he was throwing some really nice counter punches that I remember when he went in his corner and his corner's like. What took you so long? He's like, you know, he, and they're like, okay, thank you for your screaming at me, Mister Duhapis. <laughs> Duhapis. 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 Mesh. Duhapis <laughs> You know, big, big baby. I, he's got, he's, he's got more, more to give than uh, Glenn Davis did. That's for sure. Yeah. Talking about, and he, he's a true big baby. <laughs> and like you said, you know, he weighs, he comes in over 300 pounds and he looks better than he did before. You know, what did they say? The yeah. last heavyweight to fight, actual heavyweight fight was Butterbean over 300 pounds. Yeah. I, I mentioned went, that in our text. Yeah. Um, so it was, you know, it was interesting. He's, he's going to cause some problems if he's fighting like this, you know, Eddie Hearn. Yeah. Get with Shelly Fink on Al Heyman and just get Be this older. damn fight done. Because Be older, the last, we need is somebody to, you know, just like Vashon said, we don't need somebody to lose these titles. Yeah. And 
And another another thing about Miller, too, is he seems to be a great personality. I mean, he had the the cancer patient walk out to the ring with him. He kind of befriended a girl who's a, like, child cancer patient and had her come out to the ring, and he's been kind of like a brotherly figure to that girl, kind of helping her get through cancer and just, like the stuff he was saying and like his personality and stuff like he's he's a fun dude like i definitely am intrigued by not only his fighting style but just his how he acts like he seems to be an entertaining guy so with a lot of personality so i don't know i'm jamel mill jamel or miller you like really kind of changed my thoughts on you after this fight so good work i Last time we saw Gerald Big Baby Miller fight, I I trashed him, and uh, you know <laughs> you get the kudos. Um, you know Fox, ESPN. I didn't get to see anything. I forgot. Elijah, what did you watch? Talk about the fights you saw. I didn't get to see the ESPN stuff really. I did watch Fox. Um, so essentially, we have like probably not like if you can like look it up right now, you probably could find it. Uh, the first fight was Claudio uh, Marrero versus Jorge Lara. And, you know, Lara's the, like, name coming in, you know, undefeated guy kind of coming in against Marrero, who's had a couple losses, and this is kind of just supposed to be another win for um, Lara. And uh, Marrero comes out, and... Knocks him out in the first round in like thirty <laughs> seconds. Oh wow! Did you see it? No, I did not. Go to like if you go to PBC's Twitter, I think they have it up on there. But I mean, Jorge Lara is you know a decent name, and he's coming in here, and dude just came. Dude just came out. Like with his, Lars came out with his hair on fire trying to like knock uh knock Marrero out and Marrero wasn't having it. He's like was sticking and moving and uh Lars came in like crazy and Marrero hit him with this like crazy overhand right, I believe. Just like almost like a Paul William almost like the the right hand that Sergio Martinez hit Paul Williams with. Very similar to that. And Lara tried to get up, and he was, like, running around the ring, like, stumbling all over the place. Like, he probably stumbled, like, two or three times, like, trying to get back up. And the ref, like, stopped the fight. But, yeah, it it was hilarious. Like, you have to check it out. Like, that's probably... Probably not like one a can definitely a candidate for knockout of the year so far. Like I'm I'm was. on their uh Twitter looking through right now. I see um I see uh Caleb Truex throwing out the first pitch today. Yeah, that was tight. Yeah, and there's like, oh Darrell's doing backflips. <laughs> I'm still going through here. No, there's the Darrell. Yeah, you can keep going, keep going, don't worry about it. Okay. Don't worry about and, me. So another thing, so that fight was over in 38, 30 seconds. Hilarious fight. Um, Lara came out too crazy and just. Oh my God. Like, 
Did you, did you, like did you a see sideways, He did like a sideways Three Stooges woo, 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 type roll. Yeah, then he, trying to then stand he tried up. To up again. Then he tried to get up again, and he, like, like running, like, he did the same thing. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was saying. He tried to get up, but he did, like, a back sideways cartwheel, like, tumbleweed roll. He was like Trevor Burbick when Mike Tyson, like, knocked out Trevor Burbick. And then um, the Darrell-Abi uh, Han fight was pretty interesting. Um, you know, it's a Darrell fight. With the, something always goofy happens with the Durrell brothers. Like there was a moment <laughs> in the fight where Durrell like accidentally tackled Abi Han, and then like he started laying on top of him, and Abi Han got mad and started like punching him while Durrell was laying on top of him. And the ref like had to kind of come in, and people from Durrell's camp started like walking into the ring, and the ref's like, "Get back! Get back! Get back!" And essentially, <laughs> essentially, Durrell, you know. Won a decision. I think I maybe gave Abihan one round, and it was essentially Darrell like just countering Abihan with like really hard punches um, and stalking him and stuff. Darrell knocked Abihan down in the first round, I believe. He didn't knock him down again after that, but he was hitting him with a bunch of power shots, and Abihan just kind of was game, but not on not on Darrell's level. But an interesting nugget I got from watching that fight and kind of watching the build-up to that fight is that Darrell says 2018 is his last year of boxing. Yeah, they said his next fight is probably the last one. Yeah. And it sucks because those him and his brother got so much hype. And, you know, they just... They had very good careers, but they didn't have careers that you you thought they were going to have, you know, like these guys are looked at as like, like world, like the, like pound for pound, like top guys, like after the Olympics and stuff. And everyone was like the Darrell brothers, watch out for them. And, you know, they had good careers, but probably not quite what they probably didn't quite live up to the hype. And I mean, I believe uh, Andre Darrell had cancer so that was not good, and I believe that, you know, they had injuries and stuff, and just a lot of, like, weird, unfortunate things happened to those guys, but I don't know, hopefully hopefully he can go out a winner in his last fight. Maybe maybe he wins his next fight, and he gets a title shot, and then he doesn't retire. Who knows, but, um, <laughs> but that, that was a very interesting takeaway from that fight, and then uh, the Jose Cito Lopez fight, he was in there with a guy who, um, I'm trying to I was kind of watching the fight. I know that Jose with, with Miggy C, Miguel Cruz. Yeah, Miguel Cruz. Who do you do you think real quick before you break down the main event? Uh, do you think uh, Anthony Durrell is going to have a longer boxing career than his uncle? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, because his uncle throws that mean right hook that uh, Uzkadagi like did a huge crane kick at in the corner. Yeah, Miguel yeah. Cruz was the gentleman who fought Josecito Lopez. Miggy C the Beast is his Twitter. Oh, he uh, he got worked. I think maybe I gave him one or two rounds kind of watching Oof. it. Wow. And he's a guy that was kind of thought of as a prospect, and he didn't look too great his last two fights. And he had a guy coming in who's probably over the hill at this point trying to stay relevant, needing a big win against a, a guy like Cruz, and he didn't really show up to this fight. And 
Jose, Jose Cito Lopez like just dominated him. So, so I think Cruz's days as a as a as a as a guy who's looked at as a top prospector might be over, even though he's only got one loss. Over. Remember that kid on like what was that on uh, uh on uh. Was it was it Paul Allen where it's, it's over? I don't remember that. <laughs> so I'm gonna look it up though, so I know. Um, just a little kid speaking, but uh, yeah, the ESPN fights obviously none of us saw those. Uh, Isaac Dogbo defeats Jesse Magdaleno in the main event. Is that uh, coming up? That, yeah, yeah, Magdaleno was the WBO Junior Featherweight Champion. Yeah, um, that's what I thought. And didn't uh, Dogbo, like, knock him out in the last round? Hello? Hello? Hey, I don't know what... Keep talking, keep talking. Hello? Yeah, keep talking. I'm trying to figure out what's going on because I'm on my phone now because the computer, like, on my computer just kind of, like, went... Duh, I don't yeah, know what's going on. That's what I was saying. Just keep talking where you left off. Just keep rolling. Okay. Well, I don't even remember. I don't even remember. Uh, Brian Jennings uh, gets the knockout in his victory. Uh, also, Jesse Hart, both Philadelphia did get the, get the, uh, get the finish. So, uh, kudos to them on the ESPN undercard as well. Uh, okay, I'm back on the computer now. Sorry, I'm back on the computer. Uh, I don't know what. Keep, I don't know keep what. Talking. Keep talking. Okay. Well. All right. Well, so so Brian Jennings gets the victory. Jesse Hart gets the victory. Uh, both knockouts for the Philadelphia kids. Uh, Jennings defeats Joey Dawayko. Uh, Jesse Hart defeats Demon Nicholson as well. Uh, Chris Stevenson fought as well on the undercard. He took on Roxburgh Riley. Never heard of. Uh, but that was that was the ESPN fights. 
Uh, obviously, we got some other stuff coming up here in a little bit. We'll regroup here with you. We're going to take our last break of the day. When we come back, we'll talk about upcoming fights, news, rumors, the whole nine yards. Don't go away. It's standing eight counts. Your late night hip hop and R&B podcast, Soda Sound Radio, hosted by Kyle Half Fine Adams, every Thursday night right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Catch up on your latest on hip hop and R&B, and hear Minnesota talent at 10 p.m. Central. But if you trust the way I feel, I won't fold from the cards that you deal. Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile. Can't take it back like time. See, my life is like a movie, no rewinding. Killing mics like I got a license. Victim, I believe don't have religion. Just a higher power. Who power? I'm not so happy with it. But I take a breath. Regain my pet. Check my feet when I'm walking. See if it I seen it all more than I care to reveal. I'm always sure to clear the air for the real. That's why I'm aiming at the grill, man, because it's how I feel. Nobody being sincere. We need some changes for real. Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician, you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP3 over to Soda Sound at strongstylemedia.com. Enut. Enut. This right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted I, to I it. I know, but I'm 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 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. But I have so much energy. Like I actually, I, I'm I'm. And I took an Alpha Brain. I never do. I I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang, bang. Oh. Hey, I'm Dr. Asking. What's up? He's been distraught ever since his friend smoked him last week in fantasy football. Now he's grabbed this post and he won't respond. He's got Luzonic plays. What is? He's a loser. He's not a loser. Okay, he's a loser. What can he do? With DraftKings, he could have easily challenged his friend to a rematch. I can't. What are you? I can't see that. You need glasses. I'm also an optometrist. At DraftKings, you can play free private contests whenever you want. Strong Style Media presents... Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all, with your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsled, boxing, pokes, 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 survivor, and even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles and track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. Trash. That's our uh, that is our intro song. Is just that. Trash. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll play this. There we go. Pump it up, pump it up, pump it up. Who is that? This is this. You don't know what this is. This is WrestleMania. Oh man. Oh, WrestleMania theme? No, I forgot, uh, man. I, I it's WrestleMania. This is like Wrestle. This is like Ultimate Warrior days. Bret Hart. Oh, okay. So, dude, I'm gonna have to check this uh, Magdaleno dog bowl fi- dog bowl fight out. Actually, I've 
pulled up ESPN to kind of just read about it. And, uh-huh. dude, there's some funny trash talk going on between these two guys. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Dogbo, I guess, called Magdaleno the worst champion ever and said oh. he would knock him out cold and make his son cry. <laughs> oh, my then, God. And then it says Magdaleno belittled Dogbo's skills and said he looked like an alien and that he was dog ugly. <laughs> Jeez. Man, I, yeah, I wish I would have checked this out because that would have been. I mean, there's some bad blood between those two, and obviously there was an exciting finish to the fight. So I think this is a fight that I'm going to go back to and watch again. But <laughs> <laughs> damn, is I would make it. Is this is this an upset to you? Like is. So I mean I I think I think Isaac Dogbo is a, is a hell of a fighter his record shows it but I mean you got to look at it regardless of of when it's all said and done Jesse Magdaleno was the defending champion he was the defending yeah. champion for a reason and yeah. the fact you know he gets knocked out in the eleventh I think really really says a lot for it and and you know Magdaleno is a guy who you know one twenty two doesn't necessarily have all the names that everybody wants to hear about. But I'll tell you what, man, they got some tough, tough fighters. Ray Vargas is a great fighter. Ryusuke Owas is a good fighter. Uh, Magdalena was a good fighter. So, I mean, they, they got some, they got some decent dudes in that division. Um, yeah. You know, let's, let's not forget that uh, there's, there's another guy who, who uh, I believe is just now one division below that. And that's the, the monster Naoya Inoue himself. So, I mean, 122 is kind of hot with, with all the people around it. I actually want to Google Naoya Inoue now that I said that. And and when the hell is he fighting next? Yeah, I haven't – ever since he was off his, the Superfly card, I haven't really heard anything about him. Oh, God. This is a scaring, scary thing. Uh, this came out about a month ago. Um, undefeated top 10 pound-for-pound ranked fighter Naoya Inoue will soon be moving up to Panamway. Uh, reported last month that a domestic affair with WBA, WBA regular champion Jamie McDonald of England was in the works for May 25th and may, what may be his toughest test to date for any way. Uh, the way he approaches his new weight class hasn't changed overall, though. According to his regular sparring partner, no change in his style. Uh, what is scary is any way's power has improved moving up to 118. <laughs> oh, no. There's just a picture of him looking like he's going to kill somebody. Uh, it says, Inye was always a big super flyweight. He maintained the weight longer than initially planned in hopes of securing a major unification fight with the then-undefeated Roman Chocoladino Gonzalez, who was promoted by Taiken Jim in Tokyo. Uh, the fight was planned for the initial super fight card, but was unhinged after a shocking loss by Gonzalez at the hands of Sorungvisai. So, which we never knew about, that when they did Gonzalez Rungvisai 2 at Superfly 1, that was so. If he would have won, it would have been Inoue Chocolatito at Superfly. Oh man! Uh, Inoue then had a different dance partner and just and still fought on the card because he was supposed to be on the card. Oh, okay. So we would make sense. Uh, Genesis, his sparring partner, knows a thing or two about power, having been in a slugfest last September that saw him drop but lose an exciting fight with featherweight champion Oscar Valdez. Uh, uh, his authority on the subject may now even supersede Shingo Inoue, Naoya's father and trainer. 
Last year, Naoya Inoue broke his father's wrist while he was working the pads that Shingo was holding. Since then, Shingo will no longer hold the pads. So he broke his dad's wrist punching the pads. I've never heard that before. Neither have I. You uh, see Golovkin like sometimes taking him. You see Golovkin sometimes like knocking him off Abel Sanchez's hands, but this this guy broke his poor father's wrist. Uh, it says with HBO now backing Inuit after successes of their initial Superfly cards, uh, expectations were high that a major opponent could be lined up for the WBO champion. Talks have been off again on again with IBS Superflyweight champion Yerwin Ancas, Ancejas, I think it is. Uh, and his team decided to go in the direction of Simon Top Rank, who is not affiliated with HBO and had no intent of making an anyway matchup on ESPN. Uh, that led uh, Khalid Yafai, the WBA champion's last option for an immediate big fight at 115. Yafai and his promoter, Eddie Hearn, have been vocal last year about wanting to make a unification fight for Yafai. Deal didn't seem to reach the powers that is that. Uh, the powers that be as Hearn is already one of his fighters exclusively aligned with HBO. Uh, Hearn preferred you fight to fix Gonzalez, which is our <laughs> the older fighter coming off two consecutive brutal losses compared to the fresher, younger Inoue. Um, you know, we all saw Khalid Defy had, had that great win going through, going through. Um, it says the boogeyman, the monster, Naoya Inoue will be the favorite May 25th to win it, but it won't be because he's necessarily more powerful than McDonald, though their KO ratios are vastly different. Uh, McDonald. Uh, has been set to move in weight. It'll be interesting to see how much he has to work to get back to 118. Well, anyway, slides into the class with almost a sense of relief. No longer fighting to cut pounds for fighters who won't get in the ring with him. So it sounds like he's fighting in like two weeks, and he's not having to. He he's at a comfortable weight that he's never had to cut for. Ooh, this could be scary. Yeah. <clears throat> Where's this? What's this fight going to be televised on? Um, I'm scrolling through right now to see if I can. Yep, here it is. Yeah, it's it's on that show, May 25th in Tokyo. Jamie McDonald versus Naoya Inoue, 12 rounds for McDonald's WBA regular bantamweight. Um, Are you going to be able to watch it? Let's see. So the fifth, 12, 19, 26. So it's going to be a Friday show. Um, get your fire sticks ready. <laughs> Man, me no have fire stick. My my guess it's going to be a Thursday night going into Friday morning type fight. Um, you know, if we can confirm the start time, maybe it's time to get on your cord cutting websites, people, because Naoya Inoue is coming and he's probably taking a title with him. <laughs> um, you know, where does that put him? If he takes the, the the regular title, that's the one Ryan Burnett holds. Who? I would say arguably he's the the number one fighter at Bantamweight. The WBC and IBF are both vacant. Uh, Zolani Tite has the WBO title, which we just saw a couple weeks ago was on a fight. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to yeah. see where this goes. Um, boy, oh boy, would that be awesome if we could somehow get a 122 catch weight fight with Inoue against one of those four champions, namely a guy like Leo Santa Cruz. Oh. Oh. Yeah. You know, I, I still, I still wish I could see him in uh Sarung Misai fight. Who? Uh, Inoue and Sarung Misai. I wish we could still see that, but that probably will never oh, happen. <laughs> 
Um, that would be like a boxing anime like show when like they hit each other the rings like the ring starts shaking, and like they when start- they punch it's just like bam bam, bam. like they start like breaking like windows when they hit each other and. Dude, and what what sucks too is like most people only have seen Naoya Inoue once, and they're like, oh my god, everything everybody said is real, and then we haven't yeah. got to see him since. Yeah. Uh, there's more on this IBF exception. Uh, April 25th, uh, attorney Alex Dombroff, representing Derevianchenko, co-promoter Ludabella, filed his response which Derevianchenko objected to the IBF issuing an exception. Friday afternoon, IBF President Daryl Peoples outlined the organization ruling in a letter, a copy of which was obtained by ESPN. Peoples wrote that on Friday, the IBF board of directors participated in a conference call during which the members discussed the issue. Majority of the directors determined that the exception to, to regulation should be granted to Gennady Golovkin with the following conditions. And then he outlined the four terms in which they were the exception was granted. Golovkin Marty Rosen must take place on or before May 5th. Golovkin must agree in writing before the fight that he will next fight the IBF middleweight mandatory within 90 days of the May 5th bout or, or by Friday, August 3rd. Golovkin must agree in writing before the May 5th fight to uh, identify hold harmless or otherwise reimburse the IBF for any legal fees or other expenses related to granting of this exception, including but not limited to the costs attendant to any uh, litigation. And Golovkin must comply with all of these conditions set forth in the granting of the exception or a formal sanction won't be issued for May 5th. The IBF ruling is essentially a win for the Drevianchenko camp which never thought Golovkin would fight him on short notice on May 5th. What it wanted was for the IBF to rule that Drevianchenko, the Olympian from Ukraine, would get a shot at the IBF belt, um, be it against Golovkin or a vacant title fight. That means if Golovkin uh, beats Marty Rosen, as most expect he will do easily, and a rematch with Alvarez is rescheduled for September 15th, the date of which Alvarez plans to fight next once the suspension is lifted on August 17th, Triple G would be stripped of the IBF title. Um, we said all along that we didn't care if Golovkin walked into the ring with the IBF title on May 5. Uh, what was at issue was what was happening after that, DeBella told ESPN. We made it clear that as long as Triple G was ordered to fight Drevianchenko immediately after the May 5th fight, that it was okay, and that's what the IBF ruled. Wow. I don't know how this is going to work. Well, he's just got to go and knock these guys out quick. It's it's one of those things where does he want to keep the title and fight Derevianchenko, or would he rather vacate and fight Canelo again? Yeah, it's one of those things because he's kind of in a position where, you know, whoever he picks and whoever decides not to fight, people are going to say, oh, you're ducking that guy. <clears throat> Man. <laughs> Frustrating. It's just it's frustrating reading more and more of this. Like, um, I don't know how this 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 is something that people can prove, but I guess with science nowadays, it it can it can be proved. But apparently, a hair test shows Canelo Alvarez wasn't intentionally taking a banned substance, and I guess because of the way it was, it wasn't injected into his body. It would have changed his hair follicles or something. Well, Which, if it was injected in his body, it would have, like, somehow, like, it would have built up more in his hair follicles for some reason. But if it was, like, trace amounts, 
then they usually don't show up in the hair follicles. It's it's very weird and very confusing. It sounds like that's part of why Nevada's suspension was only six months instead of 12, which now after... I hope I hope he now officially did more than just kick down the door with the four four, as uh, they said in that Biggie song, uh, to his nutritionist and whoever does his groceries, and is uh, fighting him like in Fight Night. Uh, what, is, what was that? What was the last Fight Night game? Champions or whatever, where you're fighting yeah. in the jail. Mm-hmm. He's going bare knuckle with one leg right now. <laughs> <laughs> It's. I mean, it's even. Oh man, it's. it's is Stallone? It's just, is Stallone? A, is Stallone a Golovkin fan? Do you know? Ooh, I don't know. I think he is a fan of. Um, what's his name? What's the guy that kept trying to hug Floyd and then Floyd knocked him out? Victor Ortiz. Yeah, he's a fan of Victor Ortiz. Because I was gonna say, you know, Stallone did give him a stake. So maybe <laughs> he snuck it in the in the box. Well, take this as uh, going away, business. No, hey, Canelo, throw this on the grill. Remember the Be Boulder commercial when he gave him the steak, and Canelo's like, "I won't use this for my face. I'll put it on the grill." And he's like, "Be Boulder." Where's that sounder? Well, did Ryan get booted again from Block Talk? Block Talk, you need to be bolder because you can't keep booting my co-host off. But yeah, um, anyways, yeah, this just this puts up some just crazy. It just it's a puts a damper on things. There's just so much. That's being affected by these two not being able to fight and the whole uh, steroid positive test. It's just it's not good for boxing. And, you know, I don't believe Canelo is a cheat. I don't believe that he was doing it on purpose. I just think he might have been being a little careless. So, there's that. There's that. Uh, there's that. You're back. What is up with Blog Talk tonight? I don't know, man. Hey, Blog Talk. Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> well, at least, at least at least it's doing this now, and it's not, and it wasn't doing it during our interview or something, man. Like, man. booty ass Blog Talk. Blog Talk. I'm about to come at you like like the Darrell's uncle. Blog Talk. You are dog ugly, and you look like an alien. Oh my god, he clowned him. Um Blog Talk boy, I'm gonna oh beat boy. you up so bad I'm gonna make your children cry. <laughs> you know, I <laughs> I'm 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 afraid to look this up on my computer now because I'm afraid to touch the damn thing in case what Blog Talk decides to go nuts. Um I, I was just pulling I had the schedule up for these for these upcoming fights. Um yeah, let me May 12th is is interesting because ESPN is running fights that night. Um, Ones that I'm really excited about. 
uh, namely Jorge Linares versus Vasil Lomachenko for Linares' WBA lightweight title. Uh, also, Michael Conlon will be fighting again on that fight or on that that. And then on HBO, we got uh, Ray Vargas defending the junior featherweight, which we just got done talking about the 122 and the 118 kids. But uh, Vargas defending that featherweight against Azat Hovanesian. That should be a hell of a war. Azat Hovanesian? Never heard of her. Dude, he, look him up. Look him up. He's been on some fights. He's That dude can bang. Um, but then we also get the Saddam Ali versus Jaime Mungaya. <laughs> I wonder is just is he just getting a fight because like they're putting over how he's only got one loss and stuff. But that dude has fought like the scrub capital of scrubs, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. I never really heard of Jaime until he was rumored to be fighting Triple G. And I, he's actually undefeated. And it's, just, Ooh, uh, it's a bunch. He fights in Mexico a lot, it looks like, because it looks like most of his opponents are Latino. And I think he fights in Mexico a lot. Um, he's out he, He's out of, like, Tijuana, Baja, California, Mexico. So he's, like, out of that area. So I think he does a lot of his fights there. I'm looking through his... Um, I'm looking through the fighters that he's fought, and most of his guys have lots of losses. Like, his last fight was against a guy named Johnny Navarrete, and that guy was 31-11. I've heard of Jose Carlos Paz, who's, like, eh, like, decent Argentinian Argentinian guy. But he, he, like, he had six losses. Paul uh, Valenzuela Jr. had six losses. Oh, he did fight Uriel Gonzalez, who I've heard of before, and he beat Uriel Gonzalez, but Uriel Gonzalez has four losses. Um, Miguel Angel Lopez, 21 losses. He fought Johnny Navarrete again, who he won, who he beat. Uh, He has a guy named Jorge, Jorge Juarez, who has 24 losses. So, I mean, this guy has been in. This guy hasn't been in with. He's been in with pretty subpar competition. So, Saddam Ali's going to break him in half. Yeah, I think it's just he's a guy who's undefeated. Who they're like, oh, we'll throw this guy in there. He's undefeated and make people think that maybe he stands a chance. Um, On the ESPN undercards, uh, who is your your pick in the eight round junior welterweight fight between Jesus Silva Silvera? And Fazlodin Gaib Nazarov. I'm going to go with Night Gazarov. <laughs> Fazlodin Gaib Nazarov. <laughs> and then we also have Vitor Fritas taking on Teofimo Lopez Jr. That looks is like that Vitor is Fre- opener. Is Vitor Freitas related to Asalino Freitas? Maybe. Because I, I remember I used to really like watching Asalino Freitas fight. He was fun to watch. Maybe that's why the last name, like, stood out to me. Um, Maybe. Also, the night before, we got Tony Harrison taking on Ishe Smith. That could be a good fight. Uh, I won't be able to check. Eric Bone's on the undercard. I really like Eric Bone. He's a welterweight. Yeah, he's a good fighter. Um, unfortunately, that, sh- that is on Bounce TV, and I don't believe I have the Bounce TV. 
Um, so that's not happening. Uh, also, that Friday, Showtime's running the card. Devin Hanley taking on Mason Menard. This is a showbox show. And then Josh Greer against Glenn Desurin. Desurin. Is Junior Fa on the show? Uh, no, thankfully. But Elvin Varmal Jr. is taking on Charles Foster. And Arnold Kigai against Adam Lopez. I'm intrigued to see Harrison fight just because he's one of those guys that just kind of has bad luck, it seems like. Like, he seems like he's, he seems like he's, you know, a pretty decent fighter and he's got some talent, but he gets, like, knocked, he gets caught a lot, it seems like, at the worst times. Isn't that Dempsey's you know, boy? Yeah, Tony Hitman Harrison. Yeah. Here's one that intrigues me. There's a show uh, in Connecticut, third to the top in a six-round welterweight fight. Uh, Kyrie Todd is – oh, never mind. I'm thinking of Kyrie Gray, I think, the guy that Ian Green fought on that show box. Oh, that that Ian Green, like, was, was losing to, and then he, like, like they traded knockdowns or whatever, and then Ian Green, like, knocked he, him out or whatever? Yeah, he, like, he – he he almost he almost went down in the first and the second he finished him. God, I remember marking out so hard for that running around my kitchen. Yeah, that was a that was a that was a fun fight. Did you mention uh, uh, Michael Conlon being on the May twelfth card yeah. at all? Okay. Yep. Ivan um, I think, Maranaga. I think playing Tetris when I did that. Tetris. <laughs> uh, the HBO card to answer Vishan's question Undercard looks a little suspect um, We get Ryan Martin against Breedis Prescott Brian Sabalo against Nam Fan um, Seven main events uh, Cecilia Brekas I've never heard of her She is the WBA, WBC, WBO And IBF women's welterweight champion Holy hell She is undisputed she takes on Callie Race. Reese. Um, Interesting. Well, I, I'm intrigued now that I realize this chick has all four titles. This woman, excuse me, I shouldn't call her a chick. She might beat my ass. Yeah, that's not that's not good, Brian. You, uh, you need to do better with your words. <laughs> and then on ESPN 2 the night before, uh, Ryan Garcia, King Ryan, takes on Jason Velez. And then Berlin Abreu faces Gary Spike O'Sullivan. Uh, now I wish I wish Triple G and Spike O'Sullivan would have fought instead of, instead of Vane's Marty Rosen. Yeah, but I I still think that Triple G probably would have beat him pretty easily. He probably just pounded him, but you never know. Uh, also coming up here in a couple of days. Uh, Excuse me. Yeah, May second in Thailand, uh, Leroy Estrada is getting fed to WBC strawweight champion Juan Hang Minyothian. Uh Juan Hang Minyothian is probably going to steamroll him. I've uh, never so even heard of this guy. I need to like catch up on my my smaller guys and the guys um, in the east. Which, 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 uh, ironically, are in this basically are roped together. Yeah. The small um, guys. May nine. Have you mentioned anything about May May nineteenth yet? Because that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun weekend for fights. Uh, I haven't yet. 
Okay, that you was, haven't gotten that far yet, have you? Yeah, I. but yeah, there is some really, really interesting stuff on there. I'm going to send you something of uh, the wolf, as they call him, Juan Hang Ameniothan. This dude's a bad nice. dude, man. Send this over to you. Um, I mean, obviously, we kind of talked about the Wilder Joshua talks. Wilder offering $50 million straight up, regardless of what the gate is. Uh, depending on the gate, Joshua can make more. If the gate's smaller, he still gets 50 mil. Uh, Eddie Hearn says, no no fighter ever sends an email throwing money out. It's a PR stunt, and we've yet to see an actual contract. But good job to Wilder and Finkel. Is this Hearn just running his mouth again? Like, should that be the approach he takes after that came out? I don't know, man. Like, my thing is it's, it's hard for me to like really pick a side just because I, I'm not there and I don't know what is being said and what's being agreed upon and what is really happening. So more than likely it is maybe just Eddie Hearn running his mouth, but I like, I really don't know. And I don't like to get outraged over things because like, because it just, you don't know what's really going on. So Sometimes I try not to get super outraged about things because you don't really know what's happening. You don't really know what's being said. Who, you know, Eddie Hearn might might be telling the truth, but from what's happened in the past, he tends to tends to fabricate things a little bit. So who really knows? You have to put it over even more as he uh, as as he drove the the pace car to the race in Talladega in Alabama today, which is pretty interesting that, that they got uh, Deontay Wilder somehow in a NASCAR. Uh, I don't know how he fit through the window to get in the car, yeah. but <laughs> kudos to one him thing, for making that happen. Yeah, one thing I can tell you about, though, like with the whole Eddie Hearn thing is that Eddie Hearn acting like this is probably going to make people like pull for Wilder. You know, I think... Wilder's being like Wilder's benefiting from all this happening because he's probably being looked at as the good guy in the whole situation, the guy who's getting screwed over and the guy who actually wants this fight to happen and it seems like Joshua's camp might be kind of turning turning into that camp that doesn't want the fight to happen and is trying to stall it as long as possible or trying not to make the fight happen. So Eddie and, Hearn is really know- Doing the to be doing those fair, guys any favors. To be fair, for anybody who got mad at the Canelo camp for not fighting Golovkin, should should be in the exact same boat with Wilder and Hearn, because yeah. there's no difference. And some people may have said, "Well, Canelo Canelo's ducking him, Canelo's ducking ducking him," and then whereas, or they might have said Canelo's not ducking him, and then said. Well, Joshua's ducking him, or, you know, vice versa. If anybody thought that Canelo and his camp was ducking Golovkin, there's no way anybody should be backing Joshua and Hearn right now if you were in that camp. No, no. Because this is the exact same thing all over it again, where the guy who the people seem to like and, you know, is the aggressor and the guy wanting to collect titles is going at the guy who is the payday because of what they're, where they're fighting and they're the ones that can't get the fight made with that person. I mean, it's the exact same thing, and that's why I think I'm so bothered by it. Yeah. It's because I was mad at Canelo and De La Hoya for taking this fight away from boxing more than 
I was about anyone being ducked. Yeah. I don't think Canelo ducked Golovkin, and I don't think Joshua's yeah. ducking Wilder. But I think Hearn doesn't want his guy fighting Wilder, just like I don't think De La Hoya wanted his guy to fight Golovkin. That's what yeah. I think it is. Yeah, and and I, I think you're on the same it goes, And it goes back to where I said before, you've got to have confidence in your fighter. You know, yeah. if you're representing the guy, you're representing him for what, you know, to do what's best for him with what he wants. You know, we don't see, we don't see, you know, in other sports where they're like, hey, man, look, you can take, you can take X amount of dollars, but you got to go to this or da 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 da. It's okay. Hey, you know, I want to play for Cleveland. How much money can I get? Okay, here's what you can get. Well, what can I get from other teams? Here's what you can get. Okay, I want to take that one. Okay, great. I'll get it done for you. You know, it's not, well, I know you want to take that one, but let's talk about this first. Like, it's, yeah. it's, so, it's so much different. And it's like, if you're repping to your fighter, rep your fighter. If he goes, I want to fight the best, then damn it, promote the hell out of your fighter and showcase why your guy is the best. And then when he beats the best, you get to sit there and laugh about it and go, this is why I picked him to represent and not that guy. That's, yeah. what, that's my problem is. No, I, 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 I totally agree with you on this. And, you know, I've, I'm annoyed that they're just kind of pushing this out and it just, it sucks. And it just seems like sometimes that's just the way boxing gets because of all the promoters mm. and all the different promotional companies and stuff. And it can be You're tough hurting, on the fans. You're you're hurting your guy who, if you think he's the best, let him try to prove he's the best. That's what this is for. That's yeah. why it's like, you know, oh, well, you know, he's not going to take this fight. He's going to go do this. Well, that doesn't mean he's the best then. And then, like, no. you know, like we talked earlier, what happens if, say, Joshua does decide to fight Big Baby? And what if Big Baby beats him? Now what does that do for Anthony Joshua? It doesn't, it, it, it doesn't help him. And nope. now if Joshua, I'm going, look, dude, if I was going to take a loss, why didn't you let me fight Wilder and get the payday in my loss? Yeah. You know, because now that payday is, is dwindled. And I took a loss against a lesser fighter, and now I'm not getting paid, bro. That's where you effed up my career. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, just, it's, oh, it's so annoying. So annoying. Yeah. Just make um, the fight happen. Just make it happen. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, just a couple minutes left in this fight, or in this fight. Not, you know, I'm all agitated. Uh, in in this uh, in this episode here, once again, shout out to Vishon Owens coming in. Cod. Uh, one guy that he talked about, Celso Ramirez. Celso is a guy I'd love to talk to. You know, maybe we'll get him on one of these shows coming up here to to everyone talk about. I'm sure we'll have more guests next week. We we always seem to. Just keep piling them on, and it's good because you know people like them, and a lot of people are enjoying these these conversations. So appreciate all that. Uh, next weekend, Triple G, Veins, Muddy Rosen. I'm excited to get Triple be, G fight. Me too. I don't care if I don't care if it only goes a few rounds. I just I want to see him in the ring. So I'm, I, I'm excited I, for it too. A, I want to see a slaughter too. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I want to watch him just murder somebody in a race. Just, just, 
No, he was a good. He was a good boy. He was a good fight. Like I want to see that. <laughs> not this stressed out because he's trying, you know, whether or not to put on a show to get the fight that he wants. I want to see old Triple G back, and I want to see him dump Marta Rosen in like three rounds and just scare the life out of De La Hoya. That would be that would be great. Um, you know what? You know what popped up in my Facebook memory the other day that I thought was hilarious. Remember that picture I showed you? That showed some like really some old guy like sleeping on a plane that looked like Triple G as like a fifty year old or a guy in his fifties, and it said Triple G like the caption was Triple G waiting on Canelo to fight him. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. That popped up. That popped up in my memory the other day on Facebook, and I was going to share it with you, but I totally forgot. But the. <laughs> <laughs> Man, um, what do we got tomorrow? We're talking some wrestling Duntaku shows. We're talking the uh, the the Hiroki Goto versus Juice Robinson never open weight championship. Uh, on top of that, we will be talking the uh, Jay White versus Dave Finley U.S. Championship match that was really really good. Um, also, on top of that, we will be going over the show that just happened uh, last night, the Wrestling Hino Kuni Sengoku Imake show uh, from the Grand Messe in Kumamoto, Japan, Kumamoto, Japan uh, which had Bushi, uh, Desperado, and Kanemaru, and uh, Hiromu in single matches. We had Evo Sonata against Killer Elite Squad, and then we got Tetsuya Naito getting a championship IC title match against Minoru Suzuki. We'll be talking that. We're talking about SmackDown. I still have to finish that damn greatest Royal Rumble ever from Saudi Arabia. I still have three and a half hours left on that. So I'm, I better go make a pot of coffee for what I, I got to watch. I'm have, I got three hours left on this New Japan show, and I got three and a half on the the uh, um, WWE show. Are you working tomorrow? Uh, oh. No. <laughs> Nice. So lucky you. Yeah, and I have to get. Oh, Sunday, my name is my idea. Last week I worked fifty-two hours, so I'm uh, I'm excited to to have a day where I can sit on my couch and watch wrestling. I was I was trying to with with doing. Uh, I think I did two for. I think I did nine hours of radio, and then did like 50 hours at work and then like another like four hours of driving last week. Jeez. One of the longest weeks of my life. And uh, I still got beer to show for it. So I think it's a little... How'd you have time to drink any beer? You know, a couple here, a couple there. <laughs> More of the Sneaking story is we have enough beer. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get have, one. Have have your Tecate ready to be bolder. Yeah, you you've been asking for it. You've been patient. Where the hell is it? There it is. Be bolder. <laughs> <laughs> so we will catch you guys next Sunday. More standing at Count Radio WrestleCast tomorrow night. Uh we got Sportscast on Tuesday, Pop Culture on Wednesday. Big soda sound on Thursday. We got man, we got so much coming up here. Always stay with us. Sport uh, sp- at Sportscast Radio is the Twitter. 
follow. Hit us up on the Facebook, all the individual shows, and the Strong Style Media, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Radio. Tune in, subscribe, like, share, comment, everything you got. We love you. Peace out. Excuse me. Catch you next Sunday.